0: Hello, James here. Welcome to the James Cast. Glenn Power and I sit down and talk cars. This is a classic example of that. Informative, educational, entertaining. Things that, you know, just don't necessarily cross your mind when you're thinking about cars. Like how much tank training would make you a better automobile driver. What about Walking Dead? And my pet peeve, sensors, a whole bunch more. To be listened to in this podcast, you're gonna love it. It's coming up right now. Here we go. This is the James Cast with Glenn Power,
1: Willie Robertson downstairs in the in the Zoom. Yeah, getting of, his pastries. Yeah, anything that gets caught in the beard, you know. It's, yeah. uh But well, honestly, if I'm in for the beard coming out from the side of his face, I wouldn't have noticed him. He's lost a lot of weight, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He's looking great. Don't see him that often now. No, me neither. So he's
0: he's looking pretty good. So it's
1: like really noticeable. Yeah. I mean, I bet someone who sees him every day, I I remember
0: a key point. I'd taken a photo of him probably almost two years ago, and I'd sent it to him, and he looked at it. I think that was one of his. That was sort of his. It was the switch that clicked, and yeah. it happened for my son <laughs> the same way. He looked at that phone and says, "Holy crap! Am I ever fat?" And you know, and I don't know, you know, he's stressed and whatever. And I I just I know I remember after that he just started just eating better and you know, the nature of sales and, and working with clients and when you're on the road, what's at the side of the road? Yeah. Hard McDonald's Burger King KFC Popeye's and you're eating fast and you're just powering it back and then you're on to the next thing. And so, yeah, yeah, he's looking, he's looking awesome. I better go on silent.
1: That could be embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) So no, I just had quite a bad situation in the toilet. in the bathroom actually. Oh no. So I'm on the phone walking into the toilet. Oh, okay, I was thinking, wondering where this is going. No, no, so <laughs> I'm like on wall. the phone walking into the toilet and I'm thinking, I really need to get to James. So I come past, yeah, I could yeah. see that Colin was still in here. So yeah. I go back to the toilet. So the phone rings. I'm like, right, right, I'm just going to have to answer it and deal with this. So I'm into the toilet, <laughs> squashed up against my shoulder in my ear. Obviously a two-hand job, right? So I'm just just doing the business stood up business none of that sat down stuff do that at home and uh this is the conversation and i'm obviously lost in it not thinking yeah. you can see it it's clearly dripping off the end <laughs> guy walks in i'm like it's not a video call <laughs> this is completely different this is nothing else related to that so yeah, we got an Austin Healy that was in and we thought the head gasket might have failed because oh, it, no. it kept pressurizing very, very quickly and leaking yeah. out of the top, but it's actually got an air leak, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, a coolant leak, sorry. Okay. Better. So uh, yeah, it wasn't a call to Dr. Jenner oh, asking the, <laughs> I've got man troubles, <laughs> thankfully.
0: Oh man. Yep. <laughs> Let's start this roadshow then. Here we go. All right, it's Powerworks time. Glenn Power from Powerworks Automotive in the house. We're talking cars and and urinals and, and a whole bunch more. Coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in their podcast studio. All epic podcasts start here. We're gonna talk cars. Here we go. <laughs> let do it. I, I, I like hearing what's going on in the shop. Oh, by the way, Joey Wu is getting a new car today. Yes. He's, he's doing the rental things. And uh, he said, look, I'd love to, love to chat, hopefully, about this, this one. I'll give you a review. Does he know what he's getting? No. Oh, nice. Just no.
1: turns up and has yeah. the
0: keys. He, he really, so he, the last one, he had the kai And I put that piece up, actually, and he uh, rather enjoyed it. And he, he really likes the Nissan Maxima. But he, he wants to have small wheel drive in case there's snow. So I don't know. I don't know if he's just going to get the cash guy again or if they're going to get upgrade him to something larger. Maybe a Trailblazer. That'd be nice. There's some of those. New, although they, it doesn't look like a Blazer anymore. And actually, no. this was a funny one because I sent him a note and I, I sent him a, a picture of it. And I didn't put any commentary. I just sent the picture of it and said, uh, look, look at what they've done. But no other context. And in my mind, I'm going, they've ruined it because... It's got this big angry grill on it, and again, it reminds me of a Mazda. Too round. Yeah, it's very round, and it's got that mean grill. Yeah. And he writes back, like, "Yeah, doesn't it look awesome." Now, Joey Woo worked on GM products, so as you were a, a Volkswagen yeah, yeah, guy, yeah, I never said anything he's about will Never said anything but about He's a GM guy. stuff, yeah. right? And and but no, but he, and so I, he says, and on, I'm going, "Yeah." But I was kind of thinking when I think. The, the Blazer and the Jimmy and all that I'm thinking you know 1985 and he goes I hated working on those things
1: yeah. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> and I'm going that's probably why I really like them yeah. <laughs> because Never they were them. a pain to work on anyone that's been a mechanic for any length of time doesn't really like cars especially the ones I've had to work on <laughs> but it's, it's funny because you know he's a GM guy
0: and that's what he drives he drives GM so his wife drives something else but he drives GM
1: yeah and it's weird because I had the same similar sort of thing with so I obviously I had a Mark II Golf and everyone loved the Mark 1 and the Mark 2 was sort of the first time they ever improved on it. And they never really did that then until the Mark 5. But the Mark, as I joined VW, the Mark 4 was the current model. And then anytime a Mark 3 came in, obviously I got trained on the current stuff to yeah. get me up to date. So I'd, I'd train and pr- do all my stuff on the Mark 4 and then the Mark 5. So then whenever a Mark 3 came in, it was like, oh, crap. <laughs> The things like the wheel bearings being part of the rear brake disc and having to press them out of the disc oh no. and just stuff like that, which the the guy two ramps down, who was an apprentice 10 years before me. Yeah. was like, these are way better than those. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I, I don't like the Mark threes working on the Mark threes. And, um, because I had a Mark two, I love the Mark two and the Mark fours and fives when I started, that's obviously what I yeah. learned on. So yeah, when you've, when you've been stung by a car, it's, yeah. it's hard to hard to forgive it.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. So we'll see what he's driving. And who knows? It could be something
0: good. He'll update me today. Well, If he gets a real car, like a German one, then. Yeah, I, I'm thinking that ain't going to happen <laughs> from there. I don't know what rental company he's dealing with, but I'm There'll thinking be something North make, American, Japanese. I don't Japanese, think there's yeah. only, only one rental company that I dealt with in Canada, and it was out west. It was in Saskatchewan, and it must have been Hertz or something. They had Golfs. Volkswagen Golf's were in the cool. rotation. Cool. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. They that was medium sized car as well. And I'm going, really? Are they popular over there, Canada? Yeah. Well, they they were the VW stuff. Yeah, yeah. VW was very popu- popular. Now, uh, you know, do people still buy a lot of VW. I, I, I don't know, but I, you know, growing up, yeah, VWs were kind of that little step up you know if you were driving a a rabbit or a golf or a passat Mm -hmm. or something like that like you were you were driving not the you know it was it was a a little bit more brand recognition and it was it was volkswagen yeah it's weird isn't it kind of like volkswagen volvo that kind of stuff it's just a little it's just in a little bracket a little bit different than some of the domestic vehicles
1: yeah it's a weird one that is like you see it's like the whole Sort of same as a thunderstorm in a horror movie, the sort of pathetic fallacy or whatever you want to call it. They, they have the sort of good guy has a camper van in the movie or yeah. a, a VW, yeah. and then the bad guy's got an Audi, yeah, or a Jaguar, <laughs> Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, uh, it's, it's, I think it was, I was watching one the other day. It wasn't, I wasn't watching the film, it was actually on as I was surfing, and it, I think it was taken with Liam Neeson, okay, yeah, yeah. driving through, I can't remember, I think it might have been in Germany, and the bad guy's in an Audi. <laughs> Fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that would have been a BMW for ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Liam Neeson though. Watched another one of his films the other day. Man, I mean, same character in every <laughs> yeah, film. I think he's, it's just Liam Neeson. <laughs> he only plays one <laughs> he character. Might as well be actually be called Liam in the films. It's it. the same. Yeah. Car- I mean, it's not a bad film really. Yeah, I, mean, I it's, actually can't really remember. I think what there's happened.
0: another one now, Marksman or Sniper or something. It's that. I don't know. Fair play to him. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, I could do it, I'd do it. Where are you on The Walking Dead these days?
1: So you you st- the first episode was streamed on the website, yeah. right? But we couldn't figure out logging on because we've not got a North okay. America right. TV subscription. Right. So we're waiting until Monday, yeah, Sunday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing like the watch party. Right. Me, Amy, DJ. I'm saying 16 uh, minutes in, yeah.
0: I'll
1: be complaining about
0: something. I, You know, I, I'm not going to give you any spoilers because <laughs> I have seen it. But there were some long dialogue periods oh, no. that I was kind of going, I mean, this is really nice and it's nice to have a little catch up. And, and I'm really glad that, you know, you got a couple of main characters reminiscing, yeah. but what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? I mean, I know what they're talking about, but why, what? Like, why, how is this germane to where we're going? There's like what, five episodes left and it's over. Mm. I don't think there's it's yeah I think there's five episodes left and walking dead is done and I'm kind of going you got five episodes left
1: yeah I'd I'd heard they're doing like a spin-off movie yeah I think I think there's and there was potentially one more series this is the end of the 10th and there was potentially an 11th series did did you watch the other walking dead all of them well no the one with the kids Amy watched them so I've we started watching that at the end of this yeah the start of this year or the end of last right. year, wasn't it? The, I've only watched the a few and then, Dead, I, the world beyond. Right, and then I stopped watching it. and It was rubbish then the last episode <laughs> stuff happened. So it right. wasn't too bad in so, the end.
0: So I kind of saw that as being a nice where Walking Dead could be going. and yeah. but They've all got to meet up at some point because there's, you know, otherwise what? what well, the they tease that out actually in the episode that you're going to watch. There's oh, okay. a little teaser of that with one of the characters having been fairly far flung from where they are in, and I don't know. Do they ever actually say where they? I mean, we know it's filmed in Georgia, but do they ever talk about where they? I don't remember them ever really. No, I mean, I figured that there's that there's we, the. We know it geographically. We have an idea where. Got to be end. roughly sort of the yeah, that Florida, Georgia, right? That sort of and so area. so they kind of talk this. This one character talks about having been around a little bit and having interacted with other groups who were well beyond the, the, you know, the, the current crop. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it really was teasing out the larger. There's, you know, one sphere. of the
1: things is, and this is kind of more about what we are supposed to talk about is there's nothing <laughs> iconic about it. It's kind of, there was Lucille, Negan's yeah. baseball bat. Yeah. Gone. And his jacket. Still there. Sort of. Daryl's. Waistcoat them. thing with the the yeah. angel wings on the back and yeah. kind of his crossbow. Yeah. Needed cars in it. Yeah, I know there's no, you know, but yeah. there is on on one of them. I can't remember what the name of it. One of the spin-offs. There is a fuel refinery. Yeah. Um, they just needed some, not necessarily Mad Max, but yeah, some yeah. kind of like,
0: well, i something
1: hoping, iconic about the show that it would I, like last.
0: I I'm ho- I'm hoping that I mean they're they're clearly setting up for that dramatic. Thing, i hope well, because because they they, they kind of went for that whole period when negan came in and you know that you know the big disruption that he did and and all that stuff and then of course he got caught and you know wherever that's going to go but you're, you're right it's kind of missed out on that little stuff and and I, you know i, I kind of watch it going
1: you know come on daryl let's there's a few things that they missed out on do you remember on um hawk with Robin Williams as yeah, Peter Pan, yeah, and he's, yeah. he's gone back to England and grown up. Yeah. And then gone to America, sorry, and grown up. So he's like an old man. Yeah. And then his kids go back in. And then Hook kind of brainwashes his kid so that he doesn't love his dad anymore and he right. loves Hook. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of done that with, with <laughs> Negan and, what was his name? Rick. Rick's kid,
0: yeah. Uh, what's the no? The, the, the daughter, the daughter. She's yeah. But of, his, his son. They did, yeah, originally, they should have had right. him
1: go to that side, right? Yeah. It would have been exactly. so much better. Oh, that like would have be so it. many different things where you could yeah. have. But I, I, I don't know. It's it's
0: yeah. It's it's kind of like come on. We need we need a little bit of. I, so I don't know where it's going. I just we'll I, see. I, yeah. I'm giving
1: it 16 minutes for a complaint. Amy's not looking forward to watching it because oh, she knows I'll just start talking to DJ. I think it's going to take less than 16 minutes for you. That she's that upset. super <laughs> excited about watching it. Yeah, you know, so. I mean, it was good. I, I can't say that I was
0: disappointed and they, they did set a lot in motion and, and sort of the way, the way they left that first episode. I, it, I think even my wife was, we were watching kind of going, you know, there's a lot going on. Like they've, there's a lot going a lot on. Reasons, yeah. Yeah. They've opened up a lot of things to sort of finish. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how that goes. And, uh, but, you know, I, I think we've had better episodes. We've had not better episodes. We've had better seasons where there's just been. Yeah, I like I I don't know what they changed. Where they used to travel each season, they would be in a different kind of locale yeah. and stuff. And you know, I you don't know. There's yeah. some. There's just some weird stuff going on. So well, well see. I'm sure at some point they'll uh,
1: they'll figure something out that can make them some money. <laughs> <laughs> sure, they will. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see. You know what? Hey, I got got something I've been experiencing recently,
0: and uh, it's it's just comes down to car sensors and stuff like that. It's almost bringing us back on topic a little bit. Blind spots. Yeah. And you know, I'm driving the old Wrangler, and I've got that beam that's right. You know, that's right behind the the driver's door there, which is a fantastic blind spot actually. And I noticed, I've noticed it actually a couple times in the last week where, you know, I've done the little bit of shoulder check. I've, I've done the mirror check and there's no vehicle there. And then I start to go into you know, to, to move over and Oh no, lo and behold, there was a vehicle there <laughs> literally right on that beam and you don't see it. Yeah. And I was like, man, one time when I wouldn't mind having some of those sensors on my mirror or something, that little yellow light telling me that, hey, there's something in your blind spot. And I even did a shoulder check, but I my shoulder hit the beam, right? I'm looking over and the, the beam is there. The car is right there.
1: Yeah. Small I was thing. driving I was driving from a uh, on the main road past Dragon Mart. Uh-huh. And I was following a friend and we were only going to the Tuss heel government yeah. officers and he was in a q7 and he signaled five six seconds pre- previously and then he would pulled out and nearly hit the car and it was clearly in his blind spot and when we we got there he said, oh did you see me pull out on the car i said i was like yeah yeah i saw you mate i just figured you'd not looked he was like no i was looking he said now i'm sure i looked over on my shoulder i just couldn't yeah. see he said i never realized there was such a blind spot on this car yeah. <laughs> and you don't realize because, no. you know, it's, the the roads are busy here. Yeah. But most people, you know, you'd you, you be, you might pull out. I mean, this was literally sort of, we're talking a few centimeters away from hitting. Really? Okay, like, that's close. Like most people would pull out and maybe they, you know, they don't leave much of a gap or something. Yeah. yeah. So you're very, it's, it's a bit of a, it's it's small odds to to do that. So most people don't actually realise how bad the blind spot is. Yeah. And it's not until you, we we notice it getting in and out of the workshop. Mm. If you're reversing onto a ramp or getting in and then reversing out of the ramp or whatever it is, you notice and you get very aware of where and what you can't see. Yeah. And the the transport vans, (sighs) they're quite difficult. Sure. Because the mirrors physically can't be big enough to give you the, (laughs) you're trying to get a bit of the back of the van in for perspective, but then you don't get any, yeah. Width on the on the view, so they can be quite quite testing. And it took DJ a while when he came here to get used to the to the blind spot that you have. Well, so, the, the other one is forget that, you know. So you got those t, you
0: got the blind spot looking over your shoulder, and you don't realize how many they are. And I sometimes wonder if the automotive designers now are banking on all the sensors secondary thought yeah 100 so so the idea that i'm going to actually look you're never going to look because you're just going to use the the you're going to let the onboard system do the job so we can make it look a little more cooler or whatever because we're going to obstruct stuff but the other side is it's not just that shoulder check it's how much space do i have in front and behind yeah and the mirrors, that's when I really want to have that but those backup centers with the little thing and the red line so I know I'm backing up. Yeah, I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I'll pull into a parallel park and I'm looking in the mirror, and then I'm looking behind. It's like, oh, man, how, yeah. how, how far am I to hitting the the little front because the, the the top of the car scoop scooped down? Got my spare tire there. How far am I? At? How close am I? And you're, you're nudging back, and you don't really want to nudge the car because the person might be in it, and then they're going to get out and be angry. You know, they're going to say, oh, did you scratch my vehicle? It's like...
1: <laughs> you only get one of those uh reversing mirrors that they have on the back of the minibuses. Yeah. yeah. I
0: need of, one of those.
1: You know, parallel to the ground. Yeah. so you Yeah, get yeah. There and you can see directly down on the top. Right. Actually, one of Collins... They look ugly, but man, they're great value. Yeah. One of Collins sprinters has got... It was an ex-Fedex delivery okay. van. And that's got the camera system with the screen on the right. dashboard oh, yeah, from yeah. the factory. Yeah. So the big... um self-contained camera in the back that looks directly down onto the bumper so you can see what you're reversing see? back see, to. That's pretty... Which I, I, is quite good for a, a, yeah. a thing that big. Yeah. Because you know where you can, even if, you know, driving it and reversing it into spaces for a million times, you never really get no. grasp, <laughs> no. have I got enough space? <laughs> yeah, exactly, until you hit something mm. and then... Because most people are driving that for work and then driving a car home. Yeah. See then... And oh. you, you know what, you start to notice it, I noticed it twice
0: yesterday. One, I saw a delivery truck with the the back windows blown out, which made me think you backed into something. Yeah. Because, and it was a little bit of a dent on the back doors, but it's like, yeah, what did you back into that you didn't realize you were so close? And then you were pushing and you didn't realize you thought there was, you know, boom. And I saw my exact nightmare of of hitting the front of some vehicle when I'm backing in, that clearly something had run over the front
1: because it had crushed a little bit of the bumper and it looked like hell. I would say fair percentage, five or ten percent even maybe, of our bodywork repairs that we get are people saying that now whether they're saying this to protect their um credibility as a driver or not, I don't know, but they get back to the car and say it's been damaged and nobody's left any details. Yeah. You know, it's it, it happens a lot because there's not many places you can go that you need to go that you can park simply and easily. Right. Can you? Unless you're yeah. gonna go Dubai Mall straight to the roof. Or over the road into the Zabil bit. Yeah. You know, most of the malls and most of the government offices and most of them, they're, you know, they're popular places. So the parking's always full or almost full and you've got to squeeze in somewhere.
0: Oh, there's one, that one plaza.
1: Speaking of squeezing in, trying to get out, there's a one
0: plaza on Jumeirah Beach Road right by La Mer. And it's, it's a little pink i think it's the pink one or whatever it is at jamera mall i think it's called okay, yeah. but it's it's so it's not mercado it's you know and and you can park underneath and i'm sure it was pink at one time it might even be pink now and you could park underneath oh the village or something yeah, yeah. no 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 on the other side of the road from that oh, one okay. and, and further back up so it has a burger king i think in right in the base floor of it And there used to be a used to be a uh uniform store there there's not anyway, there's a, there's a little ace in it okay. if that gives you any sense a little micro ace anyway good luck in getting out of that and, and so every time i'm leaving and you got to make the turn to come out of the under, underground parking all you see is black marks on the wall <laughs> and yeah i'm just going yeah i can see how that could happen because i'm coming out and i'm just you know i'm i'm trying to really get it close up on the driver's side so i'm looking at my side in the mirror so i can see it and I'm going. Man, i'm really close to hitting this
1: wall yeah and it's crazy yeah the the weird ones actually and uh you go into jlt and you go down underneath the towers you're on the wrong side of the road oh the way the spiral goes around <laughs> you're on the wrong side of the road and <laughs> that, that takes <laughs> some getting used to it. now yeah. they're not overly tight but it's still yeah yeah <laughs> <but> it takes some <laughs> getting used
0: to it. yeah so it's yeah it's crazy
1: yeah but the, the i mean blind spot assist and stuff like that's been around for a long time yeah like Fifteen, maybe probably twenty years. You know, yeah, self right. park and all that stuff. And and uh, we saw the a bad example on the Nautilus that we ch- tested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the self park work. just didn't work. No. The, I can say from knowing from using it for twelve years. The the Volkswagen one that first came on the Tiguan uh, around two thousand and eight worked very very well for self park and. Mm. There's two generations of it. So the first one was just for parallel parking. In the UK, we had a problem because it was designed to pick up the cars and then pick up the curb edge. So as it picked up a gap, ah, okay. it would pick up the curb edge to recognize the depth right. and then the gap and then the next car and then it'd figure out and you'd just yeah. control the brake. If it was a manual, you'd control the clutch. Now, in the UK, with rain on the sensors yeah with fallen leaves in all year round it would they'd build up and then the people that think it's great to throw litter on the floor and they'd blow up eventually over to the right. curb and then it'd pick up the wrong thing you'd find on oh, like three feet into the road here <laughs> yeah so that was always a problem but the second generation one had parallel park and bay park so you could park into a bay forward oh, yeah. or reverse and it'd pick those up and it'd reverse you enough whatever but you could press the button again when you got back in the car and it would drive you out of the space that's kind of cool which is a good idea yeah a very good idea and one of the reasons it got put on the Passat for Japan only where you could remote park it so you'd get out the car press the remote and it would park because the spaces were so tight yeah and then you command it out and then you could open the door and get in and drive off which was a great idea and they've been doing it for a long time and it's worked worked really well. But people do take it for granted. Yeah. And the, the amount of the concrete stoppers at the front. <laughs> nobody yeah. with any kind of sport pack or sporty vehicle can get into a space yeah. without the bumper touching it. And if you go too far over it, it'll rip it off on the way out. Yeah. So... People take it for granted. The only ones that are very good at picking that up are the Porsche stuff. Mm. But then, a bit of the, a bit of a caveat to that is the fact that sometimes, as you go in in slow traffic, as the sensors turn on automatically at low speed. Oh no! Then you know it's picking the road up, or you go yeah. to a speed bump and it picks a speed bump. So you you're driving down the road and it's just beeping at you all the time. Yeah. So there's positives and negatives to it the the, one of the
0: the things that always worries me is you got the sensors as you said they can i had a i I don't know i was driving a micra or something back in canada at one point and it was covered the the back the camera was covered in snow so it was useless and I'm just thinking, what a bad design, like where they put this thing. But I'm also thinking in the bumper, all the technology is wired through that bumper. So if you're
1: yeah. back into something or someone crushes your bumper, yep. it can have an impact on all your sensors. So the blind spot assist on, let's take a Q5 as an example, the sensors, the radars are in the back bumper okay. so that will pick up the vehicle in your blind spot. So if somebody hits your back bumper, Done and Mm -hmm. the bumper repair might get repaired but then the position of the radar is wrong and if it's sufficiently wrong enough that it gives you a fault then okay but if it isn't sufficiently wrong enough the position of it you might just not have it working properly not know so then it's not actually giving you a warning at the right time so and it's quite a job to set those up really I would imagine like we did how do you do that like where do you get the training to do that as well like that's an after course that's like a professional development that's something you do I mean, obviously VW would use the Q5 as an example. We we had the training, we had the obviously the wheel alignment rig, and we yeah. would use that with. We used to call it a domino board because all it was was a, a black board with black dots on it, a mm. white board, sorry, with black dots on it, and then the the camera would pick that. The sensors would pick that up, mm. and you would position it, set the measurements as as spec, and then recalibrate effectively yeah. what it's looking for. But. I haven't got the domino board.
0: No, so, and and if you go, if you go to the Volkswagen dealer here, I mean they must they must have it. Are yeah, they, they'll have it. And are they going to let you it. use it? No,
1: <laughs> they'll have it and they'll they'll let you use it. But this is why we. I would say we get. I, I'd be I'd be lying if I thought it was more than a couple of percent of people that say they've got a problem with a blind spot that we actually end up repairing because they mm. don't want to pay the price. The, the cost is crazy, and mm. it's normally failed when the car's five, six, seven years old. Right. So then is it worth the ten K for something you've not had for a while? Ten K that much? Can be, yeah. If you need a radar head or if it, if it's bent behind the bumper and that's the reason you've got the body repair plus the radar head plus the uh setting up and calibration. So it can be That's insane. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. So that that that's
0: always something that just it's always on my mind with all these plastic and molded bumpers. It's just the potential for more damage it's not just going to bondo and fix the bumper, make it look good. All the junk in behind it, and that's what I saw with these cars the, today. Two of them, probably the same owner, hit the same thing. the The molding was broken. I could see wires sticking out. And I'm just going, "Oh, it's horrible."
1: Yeah, <laughs> I got this. Sort of it's always un, it's always unnerving when a you know a vehicle gets called, picked up. The customer picks the vehicle up at like say three o'clock, and then at four fifteen, you're getting a phone call from the same customer, and it's like, "Oh no, what's yeah. happened? Yeah. What have I forgotten?" What did I not do that he'd asked me to do and I'd forgotten about or whatever? And then you answer the phone, and it's like, yeah, how are you doing? Everything all right? Oh, I'm really angry, I'm really and it's like okay, yeah, I've just got home and car's great, everything's fine, but I've just gotten home and hit the wall reversing in. Excellent. <laughs> thanks at least it's nothing i've done <laughs> yeah it's like well <laughs> it's less of a, the less selfish side of me is okay all right no problem send me some pictures i'll figure out what it'll be to fix we we've yeah. we've got a, a car in for that at the moment and oh, there's nothing worse it, than that you know what can you do well I, a friend with with the porsche
0: was, it, was that the, was that you know a parking lot someone opened the door into the yeah. into the door and and you know and we're talking about it And she's going i gotta get this fixed and it was kind of dark, so I couldn't really see, but she obviously noticed it. It was kind of like a nick, you know, when someone opened, and I, I figured out, I mean, in my mind, I'm going, how would that, oh, person opened the door, hit the car, got into their car, changed the weight distribution, and then the only way to get the door closed was to really yank it, at which point you've really left a nice gouge in the car beside. And I'm, I'm looking at this going, that's not going to be a fun fix. Like, you know, it's going to require a little bit of paint, a little bit of this, but a little bit, maybe. Depending on how much of the yeah, paint's yeah. been, how many layers of paint's been chipped off, and that's that's not fun.
1: No, no. The thing Those, is, that becomes expensive too. The thing is, it's a Porsche, right? Yeah. With all due respect, there are some cars you might think oh, it's fine. Oh, that'd be my car, you
0: know, the Wrangler. Oh, I, okay. And yeah. I mean, actually, we were laughing about that, going, you know, a Wrangler, you get a little bit of a scratch on it. I just patina. Well, right, <laughs> yeah, It's character. Patina. Yeah. Yeah. Porsche gets a little scratch on it. It's a travesty.
1: Well, exactly. I mean, what's the point in having it? Yeah. You know, what is the point in having it if you're not going to have it? Right,
0: yeah, pristine. Like it's, it's a, you know, you look at it, and it's it's the, it's a mirror.
1: Yeah, with the paint. Yeah, it's it's and you know, at the end of the day, you're relying on the honesty of people to did that to leave you the details, which they never do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, like, it's like I'm out of here. Whew! Yeah. No one saw this.
0: And you would just pray that you look over the car, hope no one's in the car. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's a problem here with the blacked out windows. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's funny because we've got the uh, index going on in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. And so lots of military vehicles. And I I threw this one in the notes the Kia military vehicle. Mm. Nicely branded, too. It kind of looks like a Hummer. And the best thing about it is Kia (laughs) kind of made the road cars look like that about 15 years ago.
1: I know. That was the thing. I'm looking at (laughs) it going, armor on one of their old two, I, and the uh, Sportage. You know what?
0: I was looking at it and I was saying, it
1: really does look like a Kia. It's, yeah. it's, it, not in a bad way, but it does look like yeah. a Kia. It's got rid of the old body panels and put yeah. some, put some uh, B6 and B7 approved <laughs> body armor on it. That's what, I, that's what I thought too. I'm glad it's not just me. Yeah. It's is funny, isn't it? Like that is definitely how they used to make their cars look. Yeah. Yeah, nice. No, there's a, there's a few, Places over here that do, there's obviously the big guys, street or straight, however you pronounce them, that that do the military vehicles and stuff. And you see those nipping around and we used to do some of the prep at one of my previous places for the B7 land cruisers Mm. and some of the paintwork on them. And man, (laughs) like the, the, the stand that we had to fabricate just to put the door on to work on it because really? it's so heavy. Wow. It's so yeah. all the armor plating they've kind of these things. Was, you know, 300 kilos and stuff out really? the door. But they'll, they'll, they'll survive a, a mind blast. And they act, the, the painful thing for these is they put hundreds of man hours into them. Mm. And I was talking to the guy that run this particular company. Uh, really, really smart guy. Really, like a, a, a true engineer. Like understands the physics, understands the maths. Yeah. Really understands it. But he can also turn a spanner and and do the job. That's nice. And I was talking to him about it all and and it was, I learned a lot from him and it was an interesting conversation, but he actually has to build two of them on spec. And then one of them gets blown up and the other one gets shot at because he's got to test them. Wow. So you can put over 200 man hours plus the vehicles, plus the material, which at the time he was struggling to get because the only place that had any of the approved steel was, a, a, uh, I think it was South Africa. Right. And because they knew they were the only place they were tripling the price. Right. right. Oh, as Despite you would do. demand, yeah. So he was really struggling. He's like, look, I'm going to pay three times what I needed to pay for this material and I'm going to go and blow it up in a month's time. Yeah. Like that's his job. <laughs> but, if he doesn't do that he has no idea yeah he's not going to make a say I mean he, you're talking about someone going to him and ordering 20 cars and him yeah making a you know receiving a check for millions of dollars right so there was money in it but for <laughs> me and I, and I could see it for him and he, he appreciated what he learned from the process but as an engineer to put all that work into the vehicle design it build it
0: and to then blow it up mm, yeah That just hurts. Yeah. You know, that, that really, you know, you're going to have your, your clients there to watch the process. So it looks beautiful.
1: Yeah. And then you destroy it. Yeah. And (sighs) I mean, the, the, the window lifters that he made for these windows were like, I mean, you could, you could sit on them and they'd lift you. They were so heavy duty. Wow. And he's like, we, we try not to put them in. He said, we spec the vehicles for sale without, Window lifters, and the reason he does that is when he fixes the windows in place. He says, Because at the moment that window's open, this vehicle is no longer pr- immune to mm. anything, mm. it's not going to stop a bullet because there's a hole, yeah, it's not mm. going to sh- stop a blast because there's a hole, it's not going to stop a gas attack because there's a hole, yeah. So, he, he but this particular order had specs for windows to be able to be opened, which pff, what on earth are you doing, yeah? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the. There's there's some serious work goes into those things, and at yeah. the end of the day, they're made for a reason. It's a shame that we need them. Obviously, yeah. ultimately, the fact is, human beings are lunatics, and yeah. unfortunately, we need to build cars that we can get in without being shot yeah. at. Well,
0: I think that that Kia that we're we're looking at, and and you can go and find it. It's the uh, it's it's quite a nice yeah, uh, it's not old block yeah, and it's the uh, LTCT military vehicle by Kia. I think I think they say it can hold. Ten soldiers fully kitted out. Yeah, I mean the suspension upgrades on these. Could things you are ridiculous. Can you imagine? Yeah, but it doesn't surprise me that Kia's the Kia's selling these things, and I, I bet. And these ones are just made for the Middle East. Yeah, that's that's the that's the market that well, they're aiming well, at.
1: The cars work. Yeah, and if if the base, a lot of people, as I say, they do the Land Cruiser, so they do the Land Cruiser as a base and then add to it. But if that comes like that, ready to go, I'm pretty sure that'll be a saving. Wow,
0: can you imagine? Great price. Police yeah. are already driving around in these Kias. So yeah. they, they, you know, and, and, and another arm of, you know, civilian defense, at least they know that they work too. So yeah, I think, I just never think of our, our standard car makers as being also working in the. Yeah, the other, field. the
1: other thing for me, and this is purely just from a anecdotal kind of working on the cars, I would probably say that the tech would be better in the Kia than in the Land Cruiser. Mm. Really? You think? Well, don't forget the Land Cruiser is a Land Cruiser and then they add to it. Right. Whereas this is made as an off-road, yeah. all conditions, military spec vehicle. So you mm. would think that that's got radar or whatever yeah, else it's, it, you, is in it. Figure. and it's, it's, the, the vehicle's been designed that that's going to go there, that's going to go there and it's going to yeah. work like that. Whereas... The Landcruiser cruiser is just a land cruiser. you've got to make things happen inside right. there that you wouldn't necessarily have to do so mm. i would I would say that we'll we'll see them over here, definitely, I yeah. think we'll see them yeah Beautiful. actually shame that we need them, but we'll we'll definitely see them I mean just scrolling down the article there's a video for drifting tanks in Norway, yeah, I mean that's <laughs> a great use of time it's <laughs> a fantastic use of time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. i used to have, I used to have a, a, a motorsport college i had a guy a tutor called graham kemp and he he just left the army he says he's a tank commander in the army in the uk armed forces and so he's probably into that 100 i mean he said that they used to spend um r&r time building ramps to a knife edge point and then taking the tanks to the top and getting them to teeter and balance and then but they had to do it in a way that everybody could get out and still have it teeter and balance at the end Nice! what a great use of time that is what a fantastic there we go you want to get paid to do that that's yeah yeah and thankfully that they're they're not busy well Well, exactly again it's great that that they can do that and they're not yeah not taking fire or yeah returning fire (laughs) yeah he's a great guy he was i'd like to go back and see him i went back i remember going back to see him when i started with VW and we'd done a training course in Nottingham and that was in that's like the big city next to the town that I was at for motorsport so on the drive back I went to see them popped my head in and some of the guys that were done the first year when I did that year they'd stayed on to do two or three more years after but I'd gone and got a job and so they were still in the the class so I went back and popped my head in and now Completely not even thought about this, but we used to turn up there in, turn up in clothes, but we'd out the car, coveralls on. Yeah. steel toe boots on, straight in the workshop. Right. Penny in your top pocket and just get on with it. Out of it for six months, seven months, whatever it was, and then turned up and now for VW for training, it was shirt, tie, trousers, shoes, must uh, be clean, yeah, yeah, tucked yeah. in, everything, which is cool didn't think about it. And I walked around the corner and the first thing he said to me was, Oh, you didn't last long on the spanners then. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and he like stood back and looked me up and down and look at you. Service advisor, are we now to a young, even now to a mechanic, that's quite an insult, but to a young <laughs> apprentice, he he really you keen, like, I really looked up to this guy and like, he, you know, always wanted to impress him when I was yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, no, I've just been training. Got. I, I remember being like overly defensive about it, yeah. and uh, that that always that always mean. I I always remember that. Cause I'd gone there thinking uh, yeah, that, totally something. out of it, and then service advisor. Are we? Like, no I'm not. Come off it. <laughs> so yeah, that was quite an offensive thing for him to say. But he was a really he was a he was a great guy, and actually, I think he's still there. I think wow. he's still at the college, and because he'd done because he'd done his military service, there was no sort of, it just didn't compute with him if you were late Mm. or if you didn't follow an order. Right. Or if if your shoes weren't clean, even your work boots. Like, what are you doing walking all around the workshop? And uh, I remember one day him joking. It snowed one day and he was outside saying, right, everyone outside, pick up that snow. It looks messy. (laughs) Obviously, it's a joke, (laughs) but it's that attitude. And he always used to say stuff like, you need to do something every single day that makes you think. I'm glad I did that. Glad I finished that. So he says, whether that's cleaning your pen, whether that's shining your shoes, whether that's pressing your clothes, whatever it is, you need to do something every day that makes you feel like I've done that. Because he said, when you've won a battle, you'll win the next one. And go. that was how we viewed everything. And he was, he was a very, very good tutor. And I think uh, there's there's a, a lot of space for people like him. And I think ex-military people would make very good educators, for sure. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Another little piece that I uh, picked up again at a motor. This one's at a motor trend, actually. And it's talking about the hybrid F 150s pickup trucks mm. and the Texas power failures that they got with snow and all that. And how some of these folks were using the hybrid pickup trucks to power stuff in their homes because they've got... They've got they've got, got a effectively a generator So A combination of the motor yeah. running and the batteries that are on board yeah. that they could power quite a bit in their house. They're running extension cords off yeah. of the the, the bay, yeah. you know, off the bed. And I'm thinking, who would have thought?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Texas, let's of, say, uh, historically, would not be the most, um, let's say, receptive to eco-friendly idea, shall
0: no, we say. Uh, and yeah. so I think suddenly, you know, a hybrid F-150, yeah. someone who would have... T- Which
1: is the surely the least eco-friendly <laughs> vehicle in the world. Jeez, the production of that, <laughs> let alone, anyway. But yeah, this is a good idea. Right? I thought, I thought
0: incredible. And, and then all I'm thinking about is, you know, fortunately we don't get hit with power failures here, here too much, yeah. but you want to make sure if you've got an electric car that you there there is a way to draw on those batteries, even if that means... I'm only, you know, I, and I don't know, like we know driving the electric car is going to chew away 500 kilometers or, or so, or 500 miles, whatever. I think it's kilometers typically, but let's f- say, you know, that's your limit, but how long can I run my my yeah. fridge and freezer off of the batteries in that car without yeah. charge? Like I'm, I, has anyone done those tests? I mean that, and, and if I've got an electric car, is there a way, is there an outlet that I can do that? Is there a button I can switch that, that throws it all
1: into an auxiliary power area? Yeah, I mean, even even here they talked about, you know, and, and they do it in a lot of places where if you're plugged in charging your car and, and there's demand on the grid and you're sufficiently charged, they'll credit charge yeah. fee for resupplying the grid. So that's kind of cool. peak demand. So there are a lot of, I mean, I've got friends with solar panels on the roof that, that feed back into the grid after they've, sufficiently powered the house you know yeah. if there's excess then they feed it back in they give you a ridiculously low rate at the minute <laughs> but you know but you're getting something more than nothing and, yeah. and you've powered the houses i think that's kind
0: of cool like i think we're we're there like we're this is not everyone has a generator hanging out with them i mean texas okay maybe a lot of people do but yeah i
1: mean but generally speaking i yeah. was i mean i was well how much less messy is that you don't have to, there's no pull cords there's no tipping diesel in. there's nothing it's just turn the turn the engine on and then plug into the back yeah and it's going. Yeah. I'm thinking another sorry. win for the F one fifty, I think. This is yeah,
0: this is really cool. Another reason to own a
1: pickup truck, right? Yeah, although I saw I actually still <laughs> gotta get to the <laughs> petrol. I mean that it's gonna use some serious petrol, I would have thought. <laughs> I saw someone the other day, it was in
0: an F one fifty and they were at uh, Dubai Mall. Yeah, they were at Dubai Mall. And they were on the ground floor over by the cinema section that connects up with whatever that road's called i can't remember that. i don't know yeah. you know the zabil's on the other side of zabil parking i have no idea what that road's called the elevated highway i don't know i don't know I, I, they keep changing the i mean i i don't know lower
1: I mean, level and upper level yeah,
0: yeah i have no idea what that road's called and and it's funny because i'm still I'm, i still can't wrap my head around they changed kale road <laughs> when Kale road used to be a different road who knows what a road kale is now mm. the old Kale and the new Kale. No one refers to it that way, but when someone says El Road, instantly my mind's thinking a different road. <laughs> and I'm going like, what are you talking about? Well, you're in the wrong place, dude. So, but you said El Road. Yeah, that's not El Kale Road. It's like, oh yeah, you're right. They changed it 10 yeah, years you've ago. you've only been here five yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. James well, been here 30 it's, years. That's like when it's someone different. says to you, says, yeah, you're going to get a defense roundabout yeah you over by defense remember defense
1: and it's like doesn't exist
0: yeah it's exactly It's like city walk now it's yeah. like yeah. this fence roundabout what are you yeah. talking about yeah. dude it's like it's like well national paints roundabout don't you remember it yeah it's like no it's
1: national planes fly over yeah, now. Fly, uh, which is now uh, roadworks on it again which is when we <laughs> go it's national paints yeah, it's national paints it's a queue. Do, yeah. go to the biggest queue you can yeah. find yeah i
0: do remember when it was a roundabout though it's brutal that roundabout i remember it <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous! It
1: was. It was. I don't know how I didn't get killed. We had a guy when I was at AAA who was an accountant. Madden his name. He was a really nice guy. He lived in Omar um, Queen. Oh man! And he had to go that way every day because the oh, six eleven no. was a one yeah. f- two lane at yeah. best yeah. And he had to go that way. And he'd leave uh, Alcus at six, and he'd get to Omar um, Queen at eight thirty or nine every day. Yeah. What time did he have to leave in the morning? And leave day? in the morning like five yeah. thirty. Oh, yeah. Can
0: you imagine? Blood pressure. It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was
1: one of the reasons he quit the job. I mean, he had been there years, yeah. but the traffic just got so so much more, and more busy without any possibility, mm, yeah. regardless <laughs> of the intent <laughs> of improving the road situation. You could not foresee oh, a yeah. massive influx of people, and yeah, I, I get it. I get it totally. <laughs> it's, Need Elon Musk to figure out this hyperloop thing quick. I I know. I I mean,
0: I why are we we haven't heard anything about it? This is I know we were talking about it, but.
1: There's other things going on in the world, I suppose, but yeah, um, you can shift people at 500 kilometers an hour.
0: Well, you know, you know what we we need to do here is we need to get the commuter train
1: running. We need like literally a commuter train that's going Abu Dhabi, Dubai, and rails coming in at the bottom of where we live now. Oh, really? Across the parallel to the 611, they're putting one of the stations in. Okay, well, that's good.
0: That's, that's big. Cause I, the last time, I mean, I have an Etihad rail two years ago, we went up to Banias Island, which was interesting. And you go by one of those oil cities. Yeah. Yeah. And on, on, which is now closed off because of COVID for now, but, but, and it was just a, a part of the UAE I'd never been to. And it was like, well, it wasn't very redeeming either mm-hmm. as you but the, the cool thing was the Etihad railway works there yeah yeah and they, I think they just finished. The tracks, actually. And there, were, you, there was a train on it at one point, not moving, but they were testing it out. And, and it was just kind of like a little piece of home, right? Because it, it was just a big diesel electric engine that reminded me of yeah. home. Yeah. And, and I was just looking, I go, man, you know, that's something that we really do need here. Definitely. Not, not good for the truckers because no, it's going to, but, but great for the roads in another sense because yeah. it, it just moves them into a different area. But, but imagine if you had not only the freight service, but, the commuter service that's that's taking you up to rack and it's just in the morning. It's like, get up, okay, well, I'm, it's going to be an hour and I'm just going to get on the train and I'm going to have a snooze. The people like
1: Andrew, right? Yeah. Who, who can work from a laptop in their car and you can, you can edit and you can yeah, teach yeah. effectively from a laptop and yeah. in in a, in a train car. Imagine. Perfect. It would be ideal.
0: I mean, I think it, If and I think when you use that time, I remember I was doing a PhD, first round of a PhD in Ottawa when I lived in Montreal. So that's, 130 kilometers, 150 kilometers space between it. And I used to take the bus. So I didn't live in Ottawa. I lived in Montreal and I would commute on the bus that had, you know, this is pre wifi. So it didn't have Wi-Fi on the bus, but I used to, it had table. So I would, I would mark term papers on the bus and that was it. You know, it was an hour each way. So if I was going to class and marking, I was a TA at that point. I just, I just do all
1: sorts of commute becomes less of a problem. Three hours of of work that got done. It wasn't an issue. I'd be all up for the train. Even, you know, the the key of that, at that point then becomes a link though. Yeah. You know They've kind of done it in the Marina where you've got the Metro goes in and then the tram takes you to the more sort of specific spots of the Marina. Yeah. But as long as the links are in, we all know what taxis are about Yeah, There's plenty of those around and and they've put a train station in and, and a couple of bus stops there and, you'll be you'll be good to go i think it's i mean you get off a like one of the big the the one i use the most in the uk is manchester piccadilly right that's famous i so, I even know i mean i even know that one yeah so we get off manchester we get off the it, before we had i had the kids and before i was when i was traveling on my own i'd fly to manchester airport train from the airport to manchester piccadilly from manchester piccadilly i can go anywhere right like buses the train is like yeah, yeah. 14 it's, platforms god help you trying to find platform 13 nightmare <laughs> my train's always platform thirty, yeah it's like how do you get there like, up an escalator, round, down back round up some more steps oh and you're it's on the wrong side and you're on the wrong side yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's quite I think there must be more than me that has that problem at Manchester Piccadilly and, and, and the worst one is the train home after the football's been on oh. and you're slightly intoxicated to the yeah. point you can't speak yeah and then you can't <laughs> <Just> no <laughs> chance like you end up in Nottingham like what anyway so but that's a huge station like to the yeah. point where you're shoulder to shoulder, even on the, on the not just on the platform, in, yeah. in the concourse where, where the restaurants and the shops are. And outside it, there's like six bus stops, a line of cabs, but that's it. Yeah. And everyone manages. Exactly. You know? So I know the the city's different here. You know, they've got communities and everything mm. in between is a long straight road and desert. I get that, but you can figure that out with buses and yeah. the taxis are already there. And I think it'd be a, it'd save a lot of trouble on the road.
0: Well, and I think if you actually had, and it, it makes sense. So it's, you know the Okoya stuff, and Okoya needs to connect up to the main station that's down on Sheikh Zayed. Yeah. So you have that's where you have the light rail transit yeah, yeah. that's running expresses right down, yeah. and yeah, maybe it makes one stop at Mohammed Bin Zayed Road by the ranches. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then the next stop is, and that's it. And it, maybe it, it runs at peak time. But yeah. I, I'm telling you, if you had, I mean, I I can't be certain, but and, and only anecdotally, but if if there was decent transport that it could get me in the morning and at night and I could easily get then to you know
1: other parts of the city from the main thing, I'd be all over it. Yeah, I think so. I think it's, if you if you take it, what's the first thing any student in the UK, yeah. no sorry sorry the second thing any student in the uk a university student in the uk the first thing they're happy about is the three thousand pound overdraft they get given regardless of the bank so that's gone on rag week then the second thing that they're happy about is the rail card yeah so everyone yeah. gets a rail card now you can apply for one once you're in sec- uh, in higher education so after you've left secondary school and it's like 50 percent off yeah and some trips are free yeah yeah there's the bus and the train everywhere yeah What's the point? Exactly. Why pay for parking? (laughs) Why pay for a car when you can and, and that would be, well, and, that'd and, be and, massive and, here The yeah. students alone
0: oh imagine because you know yeah, it's great to have a car you got to get the darn thing fixed and you got to get new tyres and, and you, you got to get this and, and parking this and, finals, and yeah. it's it, I think you know, when you're on a fixed income
1: especially as uh, someone who's starting out or a student you, you think oh, I'm going to get a car it's like dude there's think, something there's a lot to be said about that whole commuter anxiety as well yeah. do you know like you see it in the UK a lot and I'm sure it's the same for you but you'll see you, you, we'll be on a train and we're a weekend or day, weekday, whatever it is. And we're because we live here, whenever we're doing that, we're very usually not pushed for time, right? We're leisurely, right? Yeah, yeah, we're on a train, <laughs> we're going to have a weekend away, or we're going for a day out with the lads, or we're going to the football. So we're not rushed, we've gone plenty of time, so we can get to the pub and all that stuff. But you'll see people stood at the door, like the yeah. station, early, like they know the time. I'm, they're gonna, like, I'm gonna get I've that got first a commu- bus, I've got a link. Yeah, if I don't get that get get first bus, exactly. bus I'm, I'm screwed. And there's something to be said for that, right? Yeah. Just meeting a deadline and being on time for the train and being on time for the bus and getting on the next train and that sort yeah. of, I think there's a, the, it's a totally different view on traveling. Like yeah. it's so common here for you to have three cars per household. Right. It's one same. for the mom, one for the dad and yeah. then the oldest kid well, Look, I'm, We're a two
0: car household. There's only two of us. You know, now now granted one of them sits there because I, and, and we, we both work close to each other. So we actually would start commuting and it was sort of like, okay, well I'll wait an hour for you. Yeah. And, oh, I don't want to put you I was like, don't worry. I'll just yeah, go, yeah. I'll go, I'll find something to do. Yeah. But you know, we consciously made that decision, but for many years we were two cars yeah. driving in different directions. And, you have to do it. And I often said, man, if there was reliable public transport that could get me from my house to academic city, I'm all over it. Yeah. I'd be all over it.
1: Yeah. I mean, the thing these days is these whole electric scooters, which is we're waiting for a serious road accident before they get banned. I'm they're, telling you now.
0: Those people are nuts. But
1: the equivalent in the UK is the, is the bike. Yeah. All train stations have bike parks. Oh, okay. So you've got, you've got your own lock, lock your yeah. bike up, get on the train. Yeah. Uh, or the folding bike and people chuck them in the backpack. Right. And you see it in cities and even in towns, uh, people ride the bikes, get on the train, go ride the bike to the office or wherever they are going, yeah. school or whatever it is. And it's such a common thing now. It's not easy to ride a bike here in the summer. No, I, mean, I understand that there's three months of a year where that's absolutely impossible to do without giving yourself serious yeah. dehydration <laughs> issues. But you could figure it I mean, it's not too bad in an electric scooter. So an electric bike, it's not too mm-hmm. difficult if there's somewhere to park the bike. I mean, there's the Korean bikes, yeah, yeah, see the cream bikes yeah. there. I never used one of those. I haven't, no. But you know, it's, it's pretty all, easy. All it's on, on the, the yeah, it's
0: on the phone. You just open yeah, yeah. the app. You it's don't even right. have to worry about
1: deposits. Wait, I don't And think if there's, if there's a bus stop with one, train station with one, yeah. just stop where they, where yeah. they end up, and 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 then people getting off the train can jump on that same and go to where yeah, they're yeah. going. What A good idea makes total sense. I, I think it's think about that. I think it's probably ten years off because there's a lot of infrastructure to put all, yeah. all of the. To join all the dots, but I think the, the big ones will be covered by yeah. by the first phase. Surely, it would be cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's really neat. Glenn, I think we're gonna wrap it. Time to go. Yeah, I think it's time to go. It's yeah. we're gonna call it a day. <laughs> do it all again real soon. Don't know what day it is. Glenn Power, Powerworks Automotive joins us for Powerworks the podcast, and we'll uh, do it all again real soon. Coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai in the podcast studio, the epic podcast studio and uh, thank you very much for listening go check out the rest of the catalog we got a lot a lot of hours i think this is the 73rd hour of programming in power nice. somewhere up there 73 74 so we're uh, we're we're really rocking it thanks for listening share the link we'll talk to you again soon so long for now